Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. For those of you that are new to the community, I am the founder and host, Ms. Genesis Amaris Kemp. And with me today is a very special guest by the name of Robert Bass. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about who Robert is, and then we're going to dive into this segment. So Robert Bass is a pastor, y'all, so be mindful what you say, and an author located near Jacksonville, Florida. He is dedicated to encouraging others with the good news of Jesus. Robert has authored three books with his most recent, Hidden Fruit. He has over 10 years of experience as a personal training business owner and Mercedes-Benz employee. He enjoys spending quality time with his wife and son. Robert recharges through sports and loves to play competitive tennis. So without further ado, let's bring on the man behind it all, Robert Bass. Thank you so much for having me on today. My pleasure, Robert. And here on my show, I love to give my guests a chance to connect with the audience in a fun and personal way. So there are two options you can choose from. We could either do a rapid fire 10 question game or an icebreaker. What are you in the mood for? Oh, fun. Let's do the icebreaker. Okie dokie. I want you to share something crazy that you have done in your life, but it could be adventure adventurous and it actually built character all right well i'll probably have to pick skydiving so i had a friend who lived near vegas and most people go to vegas to spend money (laughs) and to gamble uh but i we went to vegas and we went skydiving and so uh that was something that just like a lot of us i guess i had to overcome a lot of fear going up really high and jumping out of a perfectly good running plane to, to go fast towards the ground, but uh, it was an amazing experience that taught me a lot about myself, right? Overcoming uh, fear and just what we are capable of when we put our mind to it. I love that. I actually wanted to do skydiving, but I've tried the simulator version. We have this yeah. thing called iFly here. So I was like, oh yeah, it's kind of, and my sister's like, no, it's not the real thing unless you <laughs> jump out of the plane. But I was like, you're ex-military, so you have a lot of adrenaline, but it is on my list. So thank you for reminding me. <laughs> so now we're going to dive in to what you're doing as a pastor, as, you know, a personal trainer, an employee, but also what led you to writing the book, Hidden Fruit. So let's dive into that. Give us a little bit of your backstory, because I always think that it's so important that we peel the onion layer back because people may look at you as Robert Bassett. Oh, he's arrived, but they may not know the start ugly moments, or they may not know necessarily about the trials and the tribulations that turned into your testimony that prompted you. So can you give us a Cliff Notes version? Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Um, You know, our life is a testimony, right? What we've been through. And so uh, I've been through a lot of different things. Uh, I played tennis in college uh, and then quickly switched careers to working on Mercedes and then uh, I've been through Hurricane Katrina, where I lost everything in a hurricane, and been through two motorcycle accidents because I didn't learn the first time. Uh, I, I've just been through so much in my life, and um, you know, I really wanted to overcome. So I found someone that could be a mentor, 
in my life. And my mentor had me start writing everything down, writing what I'd been through. And I didn't know it at the time, but going back and reviewing your past, it really does bring a lot of healing. Like you can really see, wow, look what I've come through. Look what I've overcame. Uh, we can just get so busy trying to overcome the next thing, right? The next obstacle, the next uh, mountain we're trying to climb and forget how far we've actually come. And so uh, my mentor had me start to write things down and I did and I showed him. And then the next thing you know, he's like, you need to share this. And that was actually my first book <laughs> was a lot of my testimonies on, on how I overcame things. So it was all about looking back to my past and realizing that it had a purpose. And so every single person can look back at their past and see how they've overcame the lessons that they learned and even how God was moving in and through that. And so that's actually how I got started in writing, just looking back. I love that because writing can be very therapeutic, but it can also be a point of reflection where you're able to get the things out of your head onto paper and reflect on what it is that you wrote, why you wrote it, how did it make you feel? And you could also see the growth and the progression over time because as a writer myself, whenever you first start writing, you may not be all that great, but over time you begin to work on your craft and you start to see oh, wow, this is why I was meant to write these words. These are why the words begin to leap off the pages. And sometimes you may be writing for you, but you never know what you're putting down someone else is picking up in order for them to metaphorically speaking, carry their own cross. And if we keep all of the things bottled up inside of us, are we really serving or are we just going through the motions of life? So true, yeah. And I and I'm and I wasn't a good writer. I've had to have a lot of editors and people help me. So, but just getting it out has made such a huge difference. So, what was the name of your first book, Robert? Yeah, my first book was called Past to Purpose. So, it was mm -hmm. looking back at your past and realizing that there was a purpose in it. So, now thinking about past to purpose and thinking about your new book, Hidden Fruit. What led you to naming your book Hidden Fruit? Was it something, you know, from your journey with spending time with God's word? Or was it something in your life that was a hidden fruit inside of you that came to the forefront? Yeah, so I titled it Hidden Fruit. Uh, it's from Galatians 5.22 in the Bible. Where it talks about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And there's nine of them, like love and joy and peace and patience, right? All the things we really desire to have in our life and uh, what I began to see is over the last few years, you know, we've this world has had, gone through a pandemic. It's gone through trials. It's gone through crazy, you know, economic ups and downs. And I just noticed so many people just didn't have peace. That there was very little even joy in people's lives. It was almost like they're just doing what needed to be done. And I'm like, wait a minute, I feel like there's more. Like I feel like God promises us more. And so when you read in the Bible, there's not a lot of promises in the Bible, but God does promise to be with us. And therefore we have hope, right? We have hope as people that believe in Jesus. And so uh, I wrote this book because I believe that the fruit of the Holy Spirit is a promise, but it's hidden. It's, it's almost like it's the best kept secret. Like we can have joy in the midst of going through something so bad I went through and lost everything in Hurricane Katrina. And in that moment, I got to experience my family still having joy with the little things, 
like still able to enjoy life, even though so many things were taken from us. And so that's why I titled it Hidden Fruit, because it's there, it's available, but it just seems to be hidden from us. I love that. And I want to dive a little bit deeper. Um, You mentioned that you lost everything in Hurricane Katrina. Did you ever feel like when you were going through that test, that testing, did you feel like Job? Because Job lost everything. But, you know, even though they said, why don't you just curse God and die? He did not curse God, but he was just staying the course. And in the natural, it can be hard to stay the course whenever you lose everything. Or if you're going through a period of divorce or um, you're going through a grief period where you've lost someone or so many things can be happening because we all have seen that in 2020, it was a period of reset, no matter what your socioeconomic status was or whatnot. And people, some people checked out on God because they're like, why would a God like this do something like this? And other people tapped into God. So from your perspective and being a pastor, can you share a little bit more insight on that? Yeah. So at that time, I definitely wasn't a pastor. I was raised in church, but uh, I think one of the things that was a huge benefit for me is having people that I could lean on uh, that was also trusting in God. And so um, I had good people around me when I was going through those trials uh, during that storm and aftermath. And so I had my family, I had close friends to depend on, and so I wasn't alone. And so that was a really big deal. I also believe strongly in that now not to do life alone can be dangerous for us to stay in our own thoughts. We, we can think crazy sometimes, right? And so we need people to talk to. We really do. We need someone to vent to, to, to lift us up when we're discouraged, when we're ready to give up, right? We've all had those moments. And so that was such an important time. You know, Job, his friends kind of betrayed him, right? And, and we're talking back out about him, even his own wife. And so uh, I, I've learned how important it is to, to have a group of people you know that is around you that you can trust. And if someone doesn't have that, then that's something in our life we can begin to work towards. Yes, having a life group to do life with and a support team can definitely help you. And that helped me a lot in 2020 whenever I lost my father um, the day before mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. And then a week later, I got laid off from my oil and gas job from a Fortune 500 company. And other stuff happened, like I lost both of my grandmothers, but the sunshine was finding out that we were expecting after trying for so so many times. And I was like, ah, we'll just have fur babies. You know, it is what it is. But then God has a very, you know, form of sense of humor that kind of just slapped me. I'm like, really a baby? Like, look at what I'm going through. Like, but I say that to say that to your point, like you talked about the past to the purpose. So if there's a silver lining there, and then you talked about the hidden fruit in Galatians and you talked about, even though you were going through that, you were not a pastor at the time, but it was something inside of you that was hidden inside of you and hidden in the word of God that brought it back full circle. So when did you make that transition to transform um, your life and then just go into the pastoral route? Yeah, so uh, God has a way of reaching us. Uh, he knows us better than we even know ourselves, And so um, I got into a motorcycle accident and had to learn to walk again. And that was just a really big eye-opening time because, you know, I uh, I had good friends around me during the storm. I had family, but then, you know, 
going off to to college, making a lot of money, doing what I wanted to do. Really, uh, I was living a life very self focused at the time, and uh, getting to that motorcycle accident again opened my eyes to realize how important real friends are. So when I got into this motorcycle accident, all my friends left me. I mean, I would text people. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm hurt. I need help. I couldn't work. I couldn't move. I couldn't really do much. And all of my friends that I hung out with almost daily, they weren't there for me. So again, I learned a lesson about the value of having the right people in your life. And so, but God really, I had to press into him. You know, you bring up Job. That was a time in my life where I really had to trust God. Uh, my family was there to help me, or I probably would have been homeless. Uh, but I really had to trust God. I, I had to depend on him. He, you know, he was there for me to encourage me. You know, we have the Bible, we have his word. And so, um, that was a big eye opening thing for me was to say, okay, there's more again, there, there's more that is available to me than what I'm currently going through. And so I'm going to put my hope in something greater than my own strength. And in those moments, I needed them, right? My friends abandoned me. I was hurt, couldn't walk. Bills were piling up, you know, and, and I really needed help. And so God opened my eyes. That's what that's what, how God helped me, is he opened my eyes for me to see the truth, which is amazing. And that's what the word revelation is all about. It's the revealing of truth that is right, right in front of us. I like that because even though you were hurting, there was still a backbone there, which was your family and friends, but it took two motorcycle accidents in order for you to open your eyes and have that clarity and that focus. Was there anything else ministering to you during this time in order for you to say, okay, now my eyes are open. I have clarity. I have wisdom. I have discernment. Now I'm going to put the pen to the paper or the hands to the keyboard and just pen hidden fruit was it in that time frame or did i get that incorrect let me know yeah no it's good um i would say during that season you know god's always working in our life right he always is even if we're not seeing it it's all connected you know that's what's so beautiful about a relationship with jesus is he's been working all along and so um it was in that time where I actually got to experience uh, love, like love, true love from my family. You know, uh, my, my family could have just abandoned me and says, Robert, figure it out, right? You're going to be on your own. They could have responded just like my friends did, um, even in the second motorcycle accident, right? And, and so, but I got to experience what true love was. I had people coming from a church, bringing me food, picking up things. I'd never even met them before. And so my eyes were open. Why are these complete strangers helping me? And I've done nothing to deserve it. And so I got to experience what the love of Jesus was all about. And so that was one of the reasons I wanted to write Hidden Fruit is we need to experience these things. It's not just about knowing love. Like you can know what love is, but when you experience love, when you love someone and someone loves you back, that will change your life. I mean, it's one thing to know joy, but when you get around a joyful person and they start laughing and having a good, it, it just rubs off on you. You experience it. And so it's in the experience that I feel like God wants us to have and not just know about these things. I love that. And thank you for diving deeper there. And Robert, can you hold up the book Hidden Fruit? So for those of you that 
are watching via the video, you can see what the book looks like. And I want to spend some time talking about the book cover here because I'm sure there was some intentionality behind it. Can you um, tell us why you chose the cover? And I believe there's a subtitle there, but it's hard for me to see. Can you walk us through that, Robert? Yeah, absolutely. Wait, so Hold it up still. All right, I'll hold it up. So I put a magnifying glass on there if you can see it. And, and again, it's the intentionality of seeking out the things that are hidden. A magnifying glass magnifies the things that are already there. So it, it could be right in front of you. You just don't see it. Even like glasses. I mean, for someone who needs glasses, right? Uh, yeah, I know. You, you could have something right in front of you and not even see it, but it's there and it's available. And, and so it's this concept of things that are right there. God is moving in our life, but do we see it? You know, peace is available, but do we do we know? Can we grasp it? And so uh, the subtitle for the book is Receive All That God Has For You. And I, I truly believe that God has a blessed life available to us. And I'm not just talking about money and resources, finances. Like God's presence is there to be with us. Therefore, his peace his joy, his strength is available. So even though I may not feel joy, right? I could be going through something very hard, very difficult, but knowing that that is available, but, but I have to seek it. Like I play a part in seeking God and finding this joy and strength that is available to me. So hence the magnifying glass on the cover there. I love that. And it looks like the magnifying glass is over the word of God as well. Right? Yeah. So it's like yep. magnifying the word of God and kind of yeah. edifying yourself and you're going on this journey. And sometimes the journey is spiritual, but then that spiritual journey ends up happening in all areas of your life for a holistic approach, whether it's mentally, physically, and emotionally. And you see how it all works together congruently. But if you're not willing to embark and take that first step of faith and take that leap, then you're going to miss those hidden gems or that hidden fruit. And you may have to keep going around the mountain several times until you're ready to receive and accept the Holy Spirit's unction into your life. And it's not always pretty. It's not always conducive. And God is not a God that wants us to suffer and hurt, but he is a God that wants us to be lifted. He is a God that says he's the same yeah. yesterday, today, and forevermore. But he also wants us to have reverence with him and spend time with him and communicate with him. But whenever life is kicking your butt, you want to tap out, but that's when you should tap in and give the devil a black eye. And there's this song that I like, which I really started tapping into CHH, y'all, and that's Christian hip hop, where it's it's by KB and it says, not today, Satan. And whenever I feel like I'm going through something, I'll just turn up like Andy Minio, Lecrae, yeah. Tadashi, Torn Wells or whatnot. So I could turn up the praise because when praises go up, blessings come down because I know it's not my strength, but his strength. And y'all, if I could be frank, it's hard as hell to do life. But mm -hmm. if you're doing life with people that are with you, kind of like in the Bible, Robert, I'm sure you could attest to that. The roof tears. Remember when the guy was paralyzed and his friends couldn't get him through the door, but they went a step further and they tore a hole off that sucker and yeah. lowered their friend down because their, yeah. their friend needed healing. And because 
their friend needed healing. Jesus like, okay, I'm going to hook the homeboys and homegirls up with healing too. And they weren't even going there to be healed or be delivered, but because he saw their fate and what they did for their friends. So it kind of reminded me of you talking about your support system when you said they could have turned their back on you, but your family really tapped in when you needed them the most, even though those that you were rolling with for so long went away but it's probably because god was going through a pruning process in your life but it may have not looked that way and when you were saying your story i started tearing up because i thought about when my dad got paralyzed from the waist down after going to the hospital three days and the people that he helped were not there to help him me or my mother and it was so freaking hard and that's when i was like jesus if you're real i need you here now because it does not seem like you're working on our behalf and I may never get answers to that. So Robert, I love when you shared that because it really hit me and I had no idea we would have gone down that lane in this conversation. But I also wanted to hit the audience too because I do believe that everyone has hidden fruits and hidden gems in their life. So Robert, can you share what the hardest thing was for you to write in your book and how did you overcome it to just keep on going? Yeah, writing is uh is tough for sure, you know, as as an author. It definitely takes some perseverance and uh and self-control, another fruit of the Holy Spirit, uh, to to finish that. But um, so the the book Hidden Fruit has a very unique element to it. Um, right before each of the fruit, there's a very personalized letter from a father to a child telling them how to experience this. And so here's an example, right? It's it's one thing to know peace, right? If my son comes up to me, he's afraid of something. Uh, my job as the father is to to show him peace. What does peace look like in the midst of a trial? And so I, I wrote a letter acting like a father to the child. So the reader would be a child receiving. What is it like to live with peace? You, you know, for so many people that grow up without a father or without even a good father figure in their life, or even parents, uh, they may have not experienced what that's like. You, you know, they may have grown, grown up in a home where they're always afraid. And so my hope would that they would be able to experience, again, not just no peace, like, okay, cool, peace, that's a good idea, right? No, to, to experience peace in a very personal way, because God's with us, you know, uh, to help us experience that. And so uh, that was hard. You know, to to write that out, um, to to be very vulnerable uh, and open. Uh, a lot of guys aren't very open and, and vulnerable, and so again, it just was able to, for me to write down things that I would even want to say to my son, but maybe not even have certain opportunities to say that. And so, uh, very excited for this book for sure. And thank you for sharing that and spilling the tea with me. Now I'm going to throw you an audible. And the audible here is for you to share something that I may not have asked you, but you think it's relevant for the conversation in order to bless the audience, whether they're listening or they're going back and watching the video. Yeah, thank you for asking that. So uh, I pray before everything I share. And so I was praying for us today and uh, I, I was thinking about Matthew 19, where God says that, you know, it, it's hard for man to do things with God, all things are possible, right? And so I just felt like encouraging those that are watching or listening right now that you may feel like something is impossible, right? And it may very well be impossible for you, 
but it's not for God. You know, I heard someone tell me one time, in order to see a miracle, you need one. And that can be really hard, right? We, we want to believe for these great things that happen in our life, but we actually need a miracle in order to see one. And so if you're, if you need a miracle in your life, that's perfect because that gives God an opportunity to show up and to show you how powerful he is. So it brings me a lot of hope knowing that. I love that. And y'all, if I could, that was just amazing. He, uh, Robert dropped a lot of knowledge there. If I could tell you the word impossible, if you break it apart, one of the pastors says, it also says I'm possible, meaning that mm-hmm. God is possible. And one thing that, I, that I've also learned too, going through this journey is sometimes you need to pray bold prayers and ask for big things. Because if you're asking for small things that are within your reach and within your control, cool. But if you're asking for things that are outside of your reach and outside of your control, you could really see how God can move in your life if you just have faith. The size of a mustard seed can move mountains. So just imagine writing bold prayers. Like if you want a new house or a new car, even those are those are materialistic, write that down. Or if you want healing, healing for those in your family, healing for somebody that has cancer or whatever, write that down and then start to pray on it. Because sometimes we can pray and we could forget what we're praying. But if we write down what our goals are and what our prayers are, and whenever God answers them, you could check it off and put the date that you answered. And that will also keep your you refueled and refocused whenever life starts to knock you down. You could go back to that journal or that um, note and say, you know what, God, you were faithful, you were sovereign, you answered my prayer on this day, and I'm going to keep on going, because if you did it then, I know you can do it now, and just keep on going, because life is messy, y'all, and life can knock you on your butt, but the thing is not to stay on your butt, to get up and keep on going, and you're not meant to be perfect, because you should go through progression in order to get the perfection and the perfection may never come. So I tell people, just be a whip without the H, a work in progress and just ask God to do the rest. Amen. <laughs> Robert, Amen. you want to add anything there? <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that was good. You're preaching. I, I like it. It was good. So Robert, I want you to tell the audience how they could connect with you further to learn more about the things that you're doing in the author world, as well as some of the other things that you may share on your social media channels, if you have any. Absolutely. Yep. You can find me on all the social media channels at Robert A. Bass. So just look me up as Robert A. Bass on, on any social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all, all the moments. Uh, and you can also get the book at hiddenfruitbook.com. So you can go right to the website and order it or download it uh, there. Amazing. And what is your call to action to hold the audience accountable? Because what good is hearing the message if they're not going to take it and apply it? Absolutely. So I wrote the book and I've just lived my entire life dedicated to the Lord. And so that would be my call to action to you is whether you're new to following God or you've been following God for a long time, just ask to know him more, you know, seek him more. And so if you read the book or anything that I share, I hope that it would draw you closer to God. And there you have it, listeners and audience. You just heard Robert Bass and that call to action is amazing. But I would also say go a little bit further. Share this message with someone because you never know how 
sharing this message can be the answer to someone's prayer and how it can bless them because they may have been ready to tap out, but because they heard this message, they're ready to start reliving. They're ready to reignite. They're ready to refuel and find that spark again. So you're not going to lose anything by sharing. So hit that share button. And make sure you subscribe to the channel so you can hear other amazing guests and segments. And my big ask is for brand sponsors and listener supporters. All of that information will be in the show notes along with Robert's information. So if you're interested in learning more, reach out to either one of us. We're human beings just like we are, like you are, and we're here to do life with you. You're not alone. And if you don't have someone, somebody, you have us. Just send us an email and we'll be sure to like, you know, do life with you and get in get in a community where we are here to leave an imprint in order to drive an impact. And I hope that really resonates with you. So until the next guest, next segment, peace, love, and lots of blessings, y'all. Have an amazing day. And remember, you were created on a purpose for a purpose. Signing out, Genesis Amaris Kemp and Robert Bass. Peace, y'all. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.